IATSE Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they service projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100 million. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website at iatse212.com or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Happy podcasting! Welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I'm Matt Waterwood. I'm Scott Westby. How are you, Scott? Uh, I'm great. How are you, Matt? I'm swell. I'm swell. How was your trip to Edmonton? Uh, it was good. It was, uh, yeah, it was actually, yeah, we're kind of, we're working on a little uh, secret project with uh, with some Nate students, and uh, it's going to be something I think we're going to be talking about here uh, very soon, um, because it's something that we're trying to uh, do for the community. Uh, and I think it's going to be pretty cool. I think it'll be cool too. Yeah. We'll see. Um, is what it is. Yeah. And the timing worked out great. It was also my brother's birthday. So uh, happy birthday, Sam. It was a good, it was a good trip. Yes. Uh, so, uh, d- uh yeah. Do you want to talk about Jones first before we kick? Things um, I, I, yeah. I mean, not much has changed, you know, Ken and I are still, plugging away on the sizzle reel that we're putting together. Right. Um, that's been a super fun process. Just watching him see opportunities that I would have never seen before. Right. Right. Um, but I think that's kind of all that's going on with it right now. Yes. Unless you have something. Uh, I mean the, uh, you know, when, 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 uh, for, for filmmakers who don't know that, you know, when you get, when you get money, from any source, they kind of want to know what you what you did with it. So uh, yeah, been been reporting to the uh, Calgary Film Center about how we spent the money, and they've seen some footage, which is kind of cool, and they uh, they like what they see. So yeah, things things continue to progress. Totally. It's a uh, sad week, yeah, though. Uh, it was a sad week. Uh, you know, uh, I, by now, I, I, I would imagine most of the Southern Alberta um, community uh, has heard, um, and I'm sure much of the uh, Northern Alberta community has heard as well. Uh, but, you know, sort of a, a towering um, figure in our in our community, uh, even more so than I realized until he passed away, uh, passed away. Um, and it's just been really, uh, yeah, really cool to see how much uh, response there's been how much, you know, last time I looked, um, the announcement, uh, that he had passed away by his wife on his Facebook page had, you know, more than 700 comments, right. Uh, wow. People just pouring in saying how, uh, how much he meant to them. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's, um, yeah, if you, if you didn't know him, he was, uh, he was a pretty cool guy and his, uh, his name was Garrick Winston. I should say his name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in suspense. Like, Have I really not said it? No, not yet. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I kind of feel like everybody knows, but if you, but if you don't know, um, you should you should look up Garrick Winston. Yes. Yeah, he was. Uh, you know what? I I didn't really know him too well until this year. Yeah. Um, joined the board of the CSIF. 
And he just, yeah, he brought a lot of positivity to it. And, you know, he's one of those, he, he was one of those people that I, that I knew and I knew of, and, you know, we'd say hi at parties, but I didn't really, really get to know him too well. But, um, it was, yeah, I was always like, so shocked at how, cause he, like he, he's physically like imposing, like he's a big mm-hmm. guy. Right. And, um, and then he just smiles all the time. Like he's, the, he's friendly and, and just a wonderful dude. And I feel like he had so much more to offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, uh, really sad, really shocking. I think, I think stunned yeah. is the word we're using. Totally. Yeah. It's sort of out of nowhere, although he did, uh, he did have a heart attack a couple of years ago. Um, and he, he, uh, he was playing basketball and, uh, suffered from cardiac arrest and, uh, that ended his life. Um, so, and it's just, and I bring that up just because, uh, Blair Young, the president of, of Actra, was just remarking how huge his heart was and really it was. And, and, you know, the more, you know, the more I talk about him and learn about other people who have, you know, memories of him, the more I, I hear these stories about like, you know, just how supportive he was or how he was, he was, you know, getting involved with other projects and offering yeah. his help. And, um, he was really, really integrated. I, I, I don't know how he had the time that the more I learn about how many different things he had going on. Um, and it's just, and it's just so tragic that, that, uh, a man with such a big heart is, uh, it was his heart that did him in. So, um, anyway, the big hands uh, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the handshake was like meaty. Indeed. indeed yeah. yeah. But so fun and like, so like kind of, carefree there's a picture of him modeling the new csif toques and he's, right yes he's doing like some duck face and he's got the piece on. <laughs> he's uh he was a super funny guy and uh, he yeah he will be sorely missed it's uh it's it's too bad the the you know i don't i don't think that a lot of um uh you know a lot of a lot of folks pass away in in calgary and 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 the the you know the evening news isn't known to do obituaries um but uh ctv did one on him which is kind of speaks to sort of how big an impact his passing has on this community. So, uh, yeah, really, uh, really sad. And, um, I think there's going to be, I do believe that there are a few sort of things percolating to, uh, sort of solidify his memory in our community. Um, when it comes to, uh, his impact with the CSIF and with ACTRA. And so, I would say to stay tuned for some announcements around that sort of thing. I'm sure those, uh, those communities especially will be, um, marking, uh, it in, in some way or another. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, the Edmonton film prize, uh, shortlist was announced. There's a lot of uh, films this year. Yeah. 28 films. So this is put on by, um, Alberta music and the Alberta media production industries association. And, it's not put on by them, but they're announcing it. It's administered by Alberta Music. Yeah, so it's put on by the, um, the Edmonton Arts Council. And 28 films nominated, uh, awarded to directors or producers whose narrative, documentary, or experimental projects have been judged to be of superior quality. The prizes <clears throat> um, each award $10,000 to the winners with a further $1,000 to the runners-up. And the winners will be announced, uh, the three finalists will be announced in, in early uh, of the new year and the winners will be announced at a reception taking place on February 5th. Um, yeah. 28 films. I don't think we need to list them all, but uh, congratulations to everyone who was nominated. Yeah. And we look forward to uh, hearing who wins this year. Yeah. We look forward to 
Uh, Adam Scorgy taking it again. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know, no. man. It's a good, it's a strong list. Yeah, completely true. And, uh, and it's cool that there's so many films uh, in the running this time around. I like that. Absolutely. Uh, Super Channel has hired a new director of programming. Um, it's uh, it's been announced that Jenny Hacker is now uh, replacing uh, had uh, previous head programmer Melissa Kajpist, who uh, we know and love. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so the, the reason this is interesting is, is because, um, super channel, if you don't know, is based in Edmonton. Um, and so it's going to be sort of, uh, this, you know, this, this role is all around overseeing the development and production of original Canadian productions, as well as the acquisition of domestic and foreign programs. So, uh, this is one of those decision makers that, um, is good to get into a room with, uh, if you have a pitch that you would like to see. Uh, made obviously it helps when you have the broadcaster on board and super channel is uh kind of one of the few i think that you can you know is, is not too far away a lot of them are in vancouver and, and yeah, absolutely uh super channels here so yeah something to keep your eye on well the holidays are coming up and i think we're gonna have maybe one more episode come up before christmas yeah uh, but it means holiday closures are happening in fact a lot of them are starting have already started or are just about to start in a couple of days. The CSIF in Calgary will be closed from December 16th to January 2nd. And media is closed now and it will reopen January 2nd. ACTRA closes on Christmas Eve and it is open uh, on January 2nd. Quick Draw closes on the 16th. And they're not open until January 14th. Wow, that's, long. that's a nice long holiday. Mm-hmm. Mava closed December 20th and Ampia closed December 21st. All of them reopening after the new year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope uh, you all enjoy your breaks. Uh, yes. Let's get into the guests of our show today. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, you know, you, you have certainly heard about Abracadavers. They have done a pretty incredible job of uh, making their presence known. Um, and you know what? It's the, it's the uh, well, and we talk about it on, on the show, but, but there's a little bit of... Um, and, you know, confusion may be around like, well, ha- hasn't Abercadaver's been out uh, already? And Thanks. in a way it has. Um, but uh, really, uh, the the I think the proper incarnation of it is yet to come. Um, although we at, at the time of speaking about it, we didn't have uh, a trailer. Um, right. When we had this conversation. But now they have since released a trailer. So be sure to go check that out. Um, and, uh, yeah, fun conversation that we had in a coffee shop. Sorry. Yeah, it was really fun. Not great, but. Oh yeah. Uh, the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I know there, <laughs> I know there were some, there was a big group, uh, nearby. It was tough to find a, a quiet spot in this, uh, in this coffee shop, but, uh, it was uh, also kind of a cool atmosphere. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for joining us guys. And, uh, here is Morgan and Jordan. Oh, my microphone is on. Yes. They're all on. Well, that's great. All the microphones mm. are on. And wait, oh, you'll need a little slack there. The tip of the teeth, down. the tongue, the lips. I have to actually lean in to hear everybody properly. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are at uh, Weeds Cafe, which we've never recorded in before. We've recorded uh, the news once, I think, you and oh, I did. did. We? Yeah, yeah, at the table yeah. over, okay, right over okay. there where it was quieter. Um, yeah, uh, but this is, I, 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 you guys were saying that, that you had a bunch of meetings here, like all your pre-production meetings for Abracadavers happened right here. Uh, no, not at all. No? But, oh, what, no, no, different show. Oh, what show? Uh, Summer's Monster. Oh, oh covered, okay, cool. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in this very back room. Nice. All right. 
yeah, we've had we've had meetings here too, um, and we always see film people here. It's, it's like, kind of uh, like yeah, yeah. I also we're letting the secret out now. Actor doppelgangers here, like we saw Chuck Norris a couple weeks ago. Remember when Chuck Norris walked into the building? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I saw Val Kilmer on Tuesday here. Oh, oh wow! Yes. And it was like 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 current like crazy Val Kilmer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was like oh my god, he's here! Like, and I I said it as he was like walking past, and I, he it, he obviously gets it all the time. Mm. Like he's it's that it's that uncanny. <laughs> but I said it to the guy I was meeting with. I was like, oh, my God, Val Kilmer just walked in the building. And then I was like, oh, fuck, of course he heard me say that. Whoops. They're just hanging around here trying to get jobs. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Like, string yeah, yeah. lookalike. You can play body double yeah. if Val Kilmer ever comes up here to shoot something. Wow. I should hang out here more often. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves um, and just let us know sort of, you know, the roles you had on. Uh, we're, we're talking mainly Abracadabra here. I think actually we'll probably, usually we like to explore a lot, but there's a lot to talk about with Abracadabra's, I, I think. So uh, let us know who you are and, and what your involvement was. Sure. So uh, I'm Morgan Ermter. I I wrote some of it, not much of it in the end, uh, directed it, and then... Um, Producer, here you I are, <laughs> and now and I'm here. It's led are. me to this. <laughs> wow, that was pretty that was dishonest inspiring. and lackluster. He really did almost every single thing. It was a journey. Yeah. All those things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, Jordan Wright, and uh, I associate produced and was one of the lead actors in Abracadabras. Cool. cool, awesome. Um, you know, it's not uh, it's not out in the world yet, um, but. The idea is, I think people will be hearing this on the day before your your premiere. So why don't we hit that right off right off the top? Where 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 can people? Where, where's the premiere? How do people attend? The um, it it's private. Oh, is uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. It's, but um, we're kind of uh, we've been talking with some marketing people because we're in this kind of like weird space where. It's a feature, but like it's a web series, right? And, and I'm sure you guys know that, like with the feature, it's like you keep it under wraps, right? Oh, totally. And with the web series, it's like, oh, you make show sure everybody, every, yeah, everyone can see it anywhere for free all the time. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say you haven't done a good job of keeping it under wraps. No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just because it's always been a, a web series. Um, We've been trying to stay true to that. Well, well why don't we talk about that? Because it's because yeah. it, it's it's had quite an interesting journey. Mm. What was the very first? You know, what was the beginning? I, I I've been wrong several times already. <laughs> but it was no. the beginning. I I'm going to no. say. I'm going to try. Don't be hard on yourself. And say that it was a story hive short first, or was it Almost. a web series pilot? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sort of right. Ish. Half right. Right. Oh, I think you nailed it. Oh, sweet. All right. Well, it's let's, this let's, nebulous to everyone involved, too. Like, yeah. Right, right. People well, let's, very let's, close let's to start before you even that. Like, where did the idea come from? What was uh, it? What was the, the vision for it when it first kind of came to life? So I'd always kind of, in the back of my mind, wanted to do something that revolved around, like, not necessarily superheroes, but, like, superpowers. I wanted kind of... I, I feel like every superhero show you watch is, like somebody's got powers and then like three episodes into it it's like oh but actually there's like a secret government organization that's that are, behind yeah. the whole thing right and i was like what if it was just like something like more casual um so i always had that in my mind and then i was walking to school one day uh and there was uh the, the hair salon chair that you see in the show was in a back alley 
It's like sitting <laughs> sitting in the back, and I was like, I really, again. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> silently whispering to yeah. me as I walked by, and I thought, hmm, weird that you can speak, but you know, I'll move on. Um, and so I, yeah, went to saw that, went to school, and then when I was walking back home, uh, it, <laughs> except for this time, even it had written a sign on itself that oh. said "free hair chair." <laughs> Free hair tear, baby. So I went home to my dad and was like, hey, can we uh, can we hop in the van and go pick up this weird salon chair that's in a back alley? Um, and then for a long time, I should turn my phone off. This is so funny because I'm sure this is like the end of someone's dream to be like a hairdresser and run a business out of their garage. And they like crashed and burned. And but the like beginning the, of someone else. Yeah, but the beginning of someone else. Well, my, my thought has Cycle. always been, yeah, I want to go like I want to go back to that house and just like knock on the door and and like ask. But this was three years ago now, so right. maybe like they've moved. They, yeah, yeah. Or maybe they've forgotten that they ever had a hair chair. I don't think forget VHS you have that. Yeah, you can't forget. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, you, remember. <laughs> you remember those. Things. You know that forever. Yeah. You name that thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. So what did the hair chair have to do with the start of this um, series? Well, it, it was just kind of like, hey, now we have this. Now we have this prop, and it sat in my uh, it sat in my basement for a while. Um, and then yeah, and then Story Hive had the web series thing come around, which we had done before. I had worked with Story Hive in the past, um, and then it was like, honestly, we were just, I think, just trying to build something around this hair chair in whatever way possible. You can't not use that. Yeah. yeah. So the show ended up revolving around the hair chair because right. that was It's my... like on the poster, right? Like, yep. and what does it have to do with the powers and what are the powers in this show? Uh, right. So the whole idea with the chair, uh, first, I guess, is that Chris, who's the, um, played by Griffin, um, it follows him and his mother was killed in this, like, in this freak hair salon chair electrocution okay. accident there's the cadavers um, part i got yep, it okay. yep that's the cadavers right. part uh and then after the death he went back to the like you know taped up salon place and and stole it uh, and then yeah ever since then kind of develops this weird uh relationship where he's like sitting in it all the time he's always hanging out with it um he, it's yeah basically like this obsession with this chair um and then sounds like it's mimicking your life a little bit here. <laughs> you're like yeah, sitting in your basement, like writing this in the it's, chair. It's a parallel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this, this goes on in his life for years. And then his best friend, Gabriel was played by our dear friend, Jordan Wright here, um, enters in and is like, well, this has got to, this has got to stop. Clearly nobody, no, no, like figures in your life, or nothing about the way you're living your life right now. Here is is helping you like overcome this. Uh, so I'm gonna gather those closest to you, and we're gonna go on a road trip, and we're gonna work through this together. Um, so then the Abra part comes in with. Uh, not only does this hair chair kill his mother, but it also has some sort of supernatural powers associated with it. Wow, so the, it really does revolve around this. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> and how how long from <laughs> retrieval of the hair chair in the back alley to creation of the pilot? Um, oh, this pilot? Like five years? <laughs> so you had Six it sitting around? Maybe? 
But the the very first pilot we did would have been like that that year. Uh, that no, that's false. That's too big. That's too long. Oh, that's what it felt like to yeah. me emotionally. So wait, there was six like, years ago we were graduating from high school. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so and we immediately made great films. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. immediately. <laughs> so wait, there was like an, an even earlier pilot. Yeah, uh, I think you can even still dig it up on on StoryHive. There's oh, okay. a there's an earlier pilot of the show, an original one that has it has Jordan in it and it has Griffin in it, um, and it has Courtney in it who plays one of the other ones. But then the other two, one of them moved to New York to take school jerk. there. Yeah, very sad because we all loved her dearly. What a uh, jerk. And the other one was our sound guy, and he was just like <laughs> available, so yeah. he was playing the the other role. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, so there's this old version, and it didn't it didn't get the full 50k, uh, which is what they're giving out for. Um, but make, it was still a story have recipient. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. there's two stages, right? You get like yeah. the 10k to make a pilot, right. and then you compete with all the other pilots, right? Um, but after it happened, um, I'm sure this is not like. Uh, confidential information. <laughs> we got like this cryptic call from StoryHive that was like, "Hey, we like really loved your pilot. Oh. Wait until the new year. We're doing something." And okay. That was essentially, okay. <laughs> yeah, all of the information. Yeah, they're like, can't tell you more, but we're doing something. Like, Sweet. Like, okay, what okay. else would we do? <laughs> it's like, okay, right. you will wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. wait for whatever something <laughs> for you the new yeah. year, I guess. Yeah. And I assume. And again, I'm wrong a lot here. This was the 100K. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, it is. So we... Uh, You're yeah, redeeming we, yourself, Matt. Yes. I'm getting that. We, yeah, so we kind of we kind of revamped the whole thing. Uh, yeah, brought it. So every, you, re, you, didn't, you didn't sort of use that pilot? You just kind of reshot that? Well, because, yeah, because we, because we missed the actors. Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. And there was... It was just like, yeah, it was like on an old camera. There's yeah, a it was lot a of, chance to kind of start fresh. There's yeah. a lot of problems with and it. And they, yeah. they wanted it Fair to enough. be longer as well. Right. Cool. So okay. it was like we, we took a lot of what was in the original script. Sure. But like, yeah. Yeah, there's a it's, shot where it's the, much better. <laughs> there's a shot where the van pulls over on a gravel road and there's like tires squealing on concrete accompanied with it. Just wasn't as good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great. A lot of mismatched fully yeah. in that one. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah, we've completely redone that, re Yeah, reinvented a lot of the story. So there. so what was it? Cuz I remember when the 100K first happened, it was a bit it was a bit confusing, and and I and I know the genesis of, of the show continues, and and we'll get to it. But it was like you couldn't do a feature film mm-hmm. based on the guidelines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, without bearing the lead, we have a feature film on our hands here now. But uh, was what was what was the incarnation at that point? Ten episodes of a of a web series. Uh, yeah, I think we. I think at that point we actually pitched it as six twenty minute episodes. Oh, okay, wow. Back then, okay. Uh, so it, yeah, takes, it took some terms from turns from then, but Mm -hmm. that was originally what it was. Cool. Um, but you could make, there's a weird distinction between, it was like, you can make, uh, you can't pitch like a feature film, but you can pitch a project that's like a standalone. Yeah. Like like a one-off or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like a one-off, like 50 minute project. A mini series. Like a really small. (laughs) 
miniseries. A really a one episode miniseries. Only one episode. Right. Can you imagine them announcing that on television? Like, <laughs> it's a beautiful miniseries yeah. from BBC. It's two hours long and it's just one really episode. Really mini, mini. Get ready for the series finale. And it will be in theaters. Never, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The series premiere and finale. Uh, okay, so um, can you can you give us some insight into what like the application process? To, like, obviously, you, you, you know, story have liked that what, what you guys had done mm-hmm. previously, but what was it like to uh, to get through that hundred k? Because that's a big chunk of money. That uh, yeah, you know, what was the learning there? What what, what can people? Um, well, I think a, a big part part of it, and this is something that Story Hive started doing like a couple of years ago, I think. Um, because their, their whole program is relatively new as well, right? So, no, they're getting a lot of feedback from the community about, like, hey, like, maybe, like, approach it this way. Like, this will help out. And I think they've implemented a lot of that. Um, but that was the first edition that I recall that they started asking you to actually submit scripts alongside your oh, proposal. Right. Which, right. which, like, it seems like a... Like an obvious... Yeah. No-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was the first one that they did that for, so... Um, yeah, a lot more. Ugh. So now you had to write something. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Which, which leads me to something that you said earlier. You said, I, I wrote not so much of it. Yeah. So we, um, very early on, we just made up like a writer's team. And now I think there's like, well, how many? Uh, yeah, five or six. Five or six. Because yep. me, yeah, myself. I feel like I just got to count it out. There's myself, Aaron, Alana, Danae. Ethan and Rachel. Rachel, six. six. Yeah, yep. so there's wow, six. Okay. There's six writers on it, um, and everybody did. Everybody did a couple episodes. I think it was mm-hmm. hard for me because we're talking like we're talking like a year and a half now, at least into the right Abracadabra's journey. So you've got this mm-hmm. story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had like the outline of this pretty down, and I presented it to everybody. But I was like, at the same time, I was like, hey, I'm on. Like friggin' the like fortieth draft of the pilot episode, and now we have to like I'm like trying to imagine reimagine this thing that we've already shot to shoot it again mm-hmm. for the same right, story, right? All this stuff. Right, um, weird. Yeah, yeah. But, but knowing that you're going to be doing a bunch more content after after <laughs> yeah. that first part, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was a weird because the pilot had been in my mind for so long, and for so long that was all the show was, and all we shot thought the show was ever going to be. Um, but it's great to have like, yeah, we just had all these new, new voices and then, um, just had a lot of meetings with them and they really, yeah, fleshed it out, developed the characters, mm-hmm. wrote cool. it up and then submitted the script portion of it to story hive at least. Um, and how, then, and how was that kind of letting go of that, you know, like that single person's vision that you had, right? It was all in your brain. Tell us about that. Like just emotionally what that was like. <laughs> I mean, it's. Cause it'd be hard, right? Like, yeah. it's like giving up your baby and letting someone else raise it. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's difficult for sure. I think maybe like some selfish part of my mind in the back of my head was like, Hey, but at least after they write it, you're directing it. So then they can't do anything. Right. You, you've got <laughs> control here. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I think the whole, the whole hundred K process for that, for us was that because we like, so like Jordan and I have made, we've made like films forever. Basically, like since since we graduated, we've always made like these little things. And back then, um, it was kind of like who's like who's available to like hold a sheet up for a bounce or like right. hold a boom pole. Yeah, your um, sound guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So turned actor. Um, yeah. So a lot of it was like 
uh, and a lot of you guys were actors, right? Because you mm -hmm. all came from, a lot of you came from the uh, like theater program at our high school. Um, so a lot of it back then would be me doing the like, like I'd write it and then do the camera stuff while I was directing and then edit it yeah. and mm -hmm. then and do all of it. Yeah. Um, and kind of like the more money we've got, the more I've been able to like just give positions away to people, right, right, which right. is great. So I think I've been going through the process of uh, <laughs> letting go of like roles right. that I've shedding hats. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's actually nice. And I'd like even after this, I was like, "Wow, I'd love to give away like three more of these roles right. yeah. to people." Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't think uh, giving this. Yeah, I relate the script, giving the script away more to that than to, um, uh, like any kind of like emotional right. connection. Cool. But mm. I think we've always tried to like include as many voices as we can in the writing process. Cause I think our philosophy has always been like, the more people hear this, the more people can tell you if it's garbage. Yeah. Or not. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, especially episodically, right. It's uh, yeah. it, it would seem like you know, six episodes, six writers, but I'm sure it was much more mm -hmm. uh, collaborative than that. Right. But, um, but what about like, what about the application process? Uh, just because I, I get the, vi and, and I don't know if you guys have any inside information, but StoryHive just surprises us with new things all the time, which is great, mm -hmm. but it doesn't give you a lot of time to like prepare for the next thing. So I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that they'll do another 100K. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. um, so if something like that comes up again, what, what advice could you give potential mm. submitters? Um, I mean, I think it would be in, like it was for us, it would be in the new year. Yeah, right. just it. wait till next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any insider information. No, no, but yeah, it seems like a lot of it too is like we've been like most of what we've done has been through Telus Story right. Hive right. grants. So if you're sort of like riding the wave of it, then you're just like watching the social media and like. So the best thing to do is to like have your idea already right. for if yeah. that grant exists again, which like if it's existed once, like the probably yeah. do it again and that's yeah. i think i think that's the key to success in the grant system is just to have a variety of different types of projects totally. kind of ha half three-quarter baked and then when something comes mm -hmm. along that's kind of a fit conform it to the, yeah, conform the it to whatever that's what we yeah. do for sure. yeah what do you have that can like yeah, slot like, into you know what, what could, they're looking yeah, for exactly. for yeah exactly yeah so when you've got you know this web series that you've shot and then the project lab comes around then what happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um but uh, there was there was a video, right? Like you have to do a pitch video. Yeah, I, I mean, take like take take it with a grain of salt. But every pitch video that we've had that we put into StoryHive that was successful, um, never had us talking to the camera. Okay, it was always kind of like proof of concept. Like, mm -hmm. what do we want? Mm. What do we want the show to feel like? Um, so the one for Abracadavers was just um, our two, not our, not even our two leads, Griffin and our and Ethan. Yeah, um, one of it, our writers. It was just them sitting. Yeah, one of our writers sitting down in like lawn chairs, talking like in character, um, just about like how Chris was feeling, and then That's a cool. bunch of like, and then a bunch of uh, like flashy shots quickly mm -hmm. at the end. Gotcha. Um, but there was no like, hi, we're here to like right. pitch a right, show. Right. And That's actually really this. interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking back to because we mentored. Was that this year? What what year is it? The most recent. Yeah, and yeah. The it was two this projects year. that I mentored. Neither of them had like talking head pitch videos either. Mm -hmm. They were both kind of proof of concept 
mm-hmm. style, which feels a bit risky, but obviously it's been successful for many people. So yeah, I, th- I think it's like similar to like any sort of good pitch packet is gonna you've like seen it or you've read it and you get the feel of like right. I know what watching this show will feel looks like, like right. feels like yeah. you know like the whole tone, the vibe. Is it light? Is it dark? Is it mm. colorful? Cool. Is it more yeah, exciting? Cool. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Like, yeah. And speaking of which, the I think what's so striking about sort of the marketing materials you've put out there is the production design and and the color palette is like really mm. really interesting. Definitely. And and, yeah. and very uh, stark is the wrong word, but but um, eye catching and interesting yeah. and and beautiful in many ways. So so where where did that come from? Because it's very distinct. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I think, again, I think part of it comes from the, the hair chair, mm-hmm. like the hair chair being the kind of like catalyst for the whole thing itself right. is this like weirdly bright vintage <laughs> thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so kind of all the colors go off from that. And then the, like, I guess, yeah, the, like the hair chair is this big, huge yellow thing and the van that we used was this yeah giant, the van this yeah. big blue thing yeah right you in, the, of, yeah. in the original pilot um not the new one but where did that van come from because the, just uh, just the, like the, the chair being such a unique kind oh, of yeah. element it, the, it appears uh, to be the, quite the important big old one yeah. yeah yeah uh from kijiji wow that's awesome yeah we saw did that. you paint it or was it like that <laughs> no <laughs> yeah it was like that it was like that <laughs> all that we did was try to remove a bunch of strange dodge stickers Cool. Yeah, it. yeah. Weirdly, they. I was like, "Is this, is this off brand?" <laughs> like, I feel like Dodge would would be like, yeah. "Oh, sure, like have your truck there, but like have the actual Dodge logo on it." This whoever owned it before just put a bunch of Dodge stickers. Yeah, it's on so it, strange. Where it looks like Dodge themselves might have put logos right, in the right, back. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. We um, altered one of them so it just said "odd." Odd. Yeah, on the the front. Oh, of it. cool. Yeah. Which is sort of like a, an allegory for the whole way that we yeah. <laughs> run the the visual of the. Yeah. I think like the big thing is it sort of like speaks to the like hoarder in everybody. The mm. like, oh, this is a weird thing that I have no practical right. use for, but like it's interesting. Yeah, you know. And so like the, we become a lot of the time uh, like collectors of like strange, yeah, but, like totally beautiful because you never know. Yeah. Right. When you're gonna want something like that, and then like it, it just becomes like an elaborate collection that sort of builds on itself and like starts to teach you about how to like color the rest of the show. I think mm-hmm. we have like an extremely talented uh, design team. Yeah. Um, and they just ran with it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's lots of weird stuff like that in the show as well, right? Like they're wearing these giant skeleton masks, or like. Yeah. Everybody uses corded phones. Right, right. Um, Everything is very pastel. Yeah. yeah. But the like content is is very like emotional and heavy and and dark, so it's like uh, I think it's cool cuz you don't often get a lot of uh content like that that isn't like also aesthetically very right. dark and you can often go away from that feeling like, well, oh, that was important to like talk about in film or right. in media, but right. like really draining to watch. Right. Whereas this is, is sort of like a very palatable way to explore things that are a little like deeper, grief darker. And, yeah. And yeah, that a lot of people go through and can relate to. And and so to have like a really bright, catching, like funny, strange, quirky palette is like a really digestible way to present a lot of information totally. on things that are yeah. harder to think about. Hey, everyone. Just want to take a quick second out of our conversation with Morgan and Jordan to tell you about the Calvary Film Center. 
Um, we talk about it every week, and this is all true. It's a world-class uh, screen-based production facility, and it's suitably equipped and serviced so that you can execute your next project with ease. At the Film Center, they have 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages. They also have 25,000 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces. All of this, of course, complemented by their anchor tenant, William F. White, Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, digital media, and theatrical production equipment. They're right there on the property. You can just walk across uh, the parking lot and pick up a C-stand or anything like that. It's really convenient having them right there uh, at the Calgary Film Center as well. Their aim is to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in this purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs. And they deliver programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry. They've always got a lot going on, uh, and I strongly encourage you to check out more and follow them uh, and find out what's going on at calgaryfilmcenter.com. All right, let's get back to our conversation. That, that makes total sense, and, and I kind of got that vibe from it that it's like, oh, this, is this some actual maybe dark or, or sad subject matter and, yeah. being handed to us in a way that's really bright and colorful, which is which is cool. Um, the uh, and, and again, to your credit, it's it, that's the kind of thing that at, at, at a micro budget level, you know, production uh, budget, <clears throat> you're often tossing out the window. First, right, like a strong right? production design. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a really distinct, you know, mm-hmm. like you can you can be like, oh, I want to, I want to, I want everyone to be dressed like a Wes Anderson movie, and it's got to, you know, everything's got to be vintage, and and it's like that's a really tough thing to to pull off, and an easy one to cut when you're trying to find money to yeah. To, yeah. to pay for the production. Mm-hmm. So. Unless you've already got the chair, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Unless yes, the chair was, was zero dollars, find everything for free. Yeah, that's exactly. the best so, advice. You're all just like scouring the alleys, like looking for more miracles. But that's just it. You find everything for free and you're like okay it's not the color i wanted but we got it for free yeah so. we've got it. it's better than yeah no. so it's yeah. it seems like you know bravo mm-hmm. to your credit that that uh uh there's you're, you were able to stick to that it, it, at least i hope i haven't seen it yet <laughs> thanks I, I, oh i've I seen it i know how i've got the inside scoop so the so I think, uh, you know, we were Project Lab recipients as well. Yeah. And we saw Abracadavers on the list and said, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. We thought, okay, web series. H- hadn't you already shot at that point as well? Or had you? Uh, we were, like, in the middle of shooting. Oh, okay, okay. They called us uh, to, like, notify us, I guess, that we had the grant um, while we were, like, finishing, uh, like, a set build one day. Wow. Like, like a few days, right. I think, before we even went to camera um so what was the pitch to the project lab what was the nature of that it was like we're making this anyway <laughs> that's like we walked yeah, in that's exactly what we said yeah. right hey get in on it yeah it Jump will in. happen yeah yeah no matter what right 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 <laughs> even if no one pays us we might still do it right yeah um I th- a big part of the thing with them was that it was like uh we were like a heavy vfx show um and like so much of our our budget had gone to yeah, like things like production design, um, and I mean, like as far as micro budgets go, a hundred thousand is like a pretty small budget, and that's right. that's all we had, right? For sure. Um, so, like a yeah, big part of our pitch to them was doing all the, um, like allowing us to do all this finishing work on right. it that we wouldn't have been able to gotcha. do otherwise. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, there's a. Um, if you like, if you are a, a Telus Optics subscriber, right now you can watch a version of the show 
oh. that's been that's been released for for CRTC reasons. <laughs> that's very bad. Okay. Yeah, with <laughs> it doesn't no have finishing work. Yeah. Sort of the VFX side yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah. Where where you'd like it to be, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. All done by me. In, <laughs> right. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's hidden deep within right. the catacombs. Of For those listeners who can't optic. see Morgan's face right now, it's basically saying, "Don't watch it." <laughs> We'd prefer you can, if you but didn't. just don't. Yeah, somebody yeah. sent us a message and it was like, "Hi, I watched the show. It looked great." No. Oh, <laughs> oh sweet! You're gonna like yeah, the other version. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> it uh, yeah that was a, that was a lot of the pitch to them. Um, it changed. Uh, it, it added. Like a couple days of production oh, okay. for us. That's good. Um, which was good. Uh, we got to shoot like um, some, yeah, just some like a couple like like bridge things, and we made up like a new uh, entirely new like title sequence. Okay. Um, and a lot of the reason we were able to shoot the like end sequence of the show, which is like maybe the best thing in it, is because of that grant. Nice. So, um, yeah, helping put like. Finishing touches, post production, and finishing production touches right. in a way. For real, yeah. And deliver the Project Lab a feature version of the same story, yeah. which is yeah. essentially just the episodes cut together. Or was there more? Like you said, there's some bridge scenes. Is that we're yeah. talking about? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and we, um, we're yeah. I mean, it, the web series kind of has like a clear release plan at this point, right. whereas the feature one is like. What do you what do you right. do with the feature now? <laughs> um, so we're looking at even maybe extending it longer. This is going to be news to you, Jordan. Nice, <laughs> right? You're, you're learning it here, here first. first. You're hearing it here first <laughs> with the podcast. I am yeah. also listening to this podcast. Yeah, we might we might shoot a couple more scenes. Whoa! Oh, phew! To, <laughs> more just to scenes. get it to the. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> just to get it to the uh, sweet like. 85 minute mark or gotcha, whatever. Gotcha. Oh, you're minute. just a little bit less than that right now. Yeah. Okay. So are yeah. you? So you're finishing. Obviously, Telus has its requirements. I'm sure, and you, but yeah. you've already met them. It sounds like so. You're doing a finished web web series version with the effects and a feature version. Is that the? Um, yeah, I mean they're like, it's they're they're like they're they're different. Okay. But but similar okay like it's it's the same like it's the same content like edited by the same person um the the web series version is just um it's it's structured like it's structured differently is the okay. big thing um, cool. yeah. yeah of course it would be episodically right you you would yeah kind yeah. of well, but not cut even things a little bit differently yeah yeah, yeah like scenes scenes and stuff are shuffled around sure, and, sure, and things right. like that um so it is, yeah, it's like two, I don't know that it's like two projects. It's, it feels, it's hard because it feels less like two projects and in one and more like one project into two mm -hmm. in a way. Um, hmm. But it's sort of cool. It's like the same story in two mediums. And, right. And so yeah. it's actually a really cool experience to like, yeah, see how are they different? How are they similar? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How do you feel when you're watching each of them? Is it like super different or so I think it's like, I don't know, because I can't think of another thing where that's happened, you know, right. like, where right. it's like, oh, I saw the web series and, right. the, and the film version of it. Right, and right, it was, right. you know, so it's it, kind of a cool thing to experience yeah it's almost like um it's almost like 
listening to like a bunch of tracks individually or listening to like an entire right. like LP sure. all at once or something. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. That makes um, sense. I don't know that I'd recommend it. I don't <laughs> so when so so <laughs> I don't, okay, let's clarify recommend that. What? Recommend what? Listening to a whole album? You should listen to all, albums. And you should watch Abercadavers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh no, you should watch it in both its forms, obviously. He just wouldn't recommend it. Drink it. Yeah. In. I think if you're yeah, if you're sitting down You should. It's just not a good just, idea. I don't I wouldn't. <laughs> if you're sitting down to like uh start up your project and someone pitches you, "Hey, f- let's make this Right. Two right. things. No, right. Maybe yeah, not yeah. the way you would Maybe start don't do yeah. that. That, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. that makes sense. Oh, that's actually a good Although point. Although it's funny because we've had that, we've gotten that advice before. It's like, well, you know, why don't you make a web series and then turn that into a feature? And uh, and it's not that uncommon. It, um, one Hit Die has done this. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's tough enough just to make <laughs> a feature. Why would yeah. I make this two different ways? But... You know, obviously, the funding model is there for this, um, and that's really cool. Tell me about production, though, because it was you were on the road forever, right? Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, that Good was, point. I remember, it's, we like, it's a road movie, right? Yeah, we were like, what's yeah. shooting? Yeah. You guys were traveling all around trip. the province. That's fun. Yeah, uh, it was fun. We stayed in a lot of uh, like bad hotels. Yeah, motels, really. Motels? That's cool, yeah. yeah, not hotels. Oh, no hotels. No hotels at all. Only motels. My brother just did a road trip sort of northern Canada and just took pictures of every motel sign that he stayed at. And they're, yeah. they're great. They're like, they're yeah. all like hilarious names and yeah, weird. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think how many, how big was the crew and like how did you travel around and what, what, what kind of gear did you have with you? Uh, so there was like... There was like 15 people that were full-time oh my on the God. crew. And then I think like 10 that were either like dailies or like right. actors that just came in for like one right. one thing. Um, I think it was like 30, like 3,500 kilometers in like location driving. Yeah. How many days? Was it all back-to-back too? Uh, yeah, it was like five days and then weekends. Right. Um, and we shot for like 28, I think, in the end. That seems like too many. Wow. Seems like too many days. That seems like a seems lot of like days. Too few to me. <laughs> I remember it being yeah. about five months. Right. Well, this was about ten years ago. So you know. yes, it's hard for me. Time is not like time is, really a thing that it's I not. It's am not. concerned Science about. Science is a disproven time. So. That's right. Uh, but we you, know it was grade ten. Yeah. <laughs> so Morgan and I were just entering elementary school right. when yeah. we made the first version. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, oh, well, well. You, you have to keep in mind too that like. Uh, for like we spent like an entire week living in Innisfail. Mm-hmm. And right. then we spent an entire week living in Drumheller. Yeah. Um so like that was a part of big part of the road trip thing too, is it was like the whole here's the whole crew in this like so we're stuck in this hotel all week. Yeah. And, and because- it's so funny. Like such close quarters and like most people are like two or three to a room right. and then like we had this rv that we rented for the whole thing and like yep. morgan and our cinematographer and uh griffin um and i and franco were all living in the same rv so it was like very packed yeah, yeah. yeah it's true you see yeah. a lot of each other yeah in yeah. fact yeah we we gave right. everyone else the hotel rooms <laughs> RV was our, my life for a long time. <laughs> RV, yeah, I slept on the table. The, it folds out into the, or did it just right on the Yo, table? No, yeah. it folds out, but it's it is not regulation length. <laughs> right. Let me yeah. tell you, I'm not that tall, but I did have to sleep diagonally, uh, right? So, and I liked it, right? Nice. Yeah, so it was very like, um, yeah, it was very much like 
all of these people are your your roommates. Right. Yeah. Your family for yeah, yeah. for a month. It's very campy. Yeah. 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 Especially because um, we did like so we had yes like most people would be staying like overnight at these places and the other thing that we set out right from the beginning is we've always um i don't know if i i don't know if i want to speak for the whole crew but i've always been like very in tune with the um the whole like the thing that the industry does where it's like we're they're essentially like praising overworking yourself right yeah yeah um and i've always found that like super problematic um i don't think that's unique to our industry i mean there is a lot of that but yeah overworking yourself is like you know you're you're some kind of hero for sure yeah, yeah. well yeah when people are like oh i worked like 12 hours yeah. a day and someone's yeah. like oh, i remember oh, my yeah? first time my yeah. first part-time job yeah how many so, hours a week do you work and yeah like, yeah five fuck you <laughs> 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 like this hour right now that i'm recording this and i'm done <laughs> yeah um so we, yeah, we made it a point when we were scheduling and when we were working with the first AD, which uh, I'm sure we, she was not happy about, uh, <laughs> but to keep all our days under eight hours. So we capped pretty much everything at eight. Wow. Uh, which is also why we had so many days. Right, right? of course, right. yeah. Um, and that also led to a lot of, like, yeah, a lot of, a lot of crew downtime. Of and what, what hanging out. tell me about that downtime, because that's not something that usually exists for a film is like a bunch of crew downtime. Usually you go home after a long day, you sleep, <laughs> yeah, you come back. Yeah. Um, what happens in that downtime? What it, I mean, like a variety of things depends yeah, where we were things. staying. Um, like, yeah, often it would just be like, we'd go out to like the diner and hang out yeah. there. Yeah. There's one that had like pool. We did a, there was like a continuous, uh, like dungeons and dragons campaign that was going on throughout the shoot <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like, just like other board games. And I think really just like a lot of chatting, yeah. honestly. Just like Did, a lot of do you talking. find that it helped the creative every day to have that time where you're not working to hang out just as people? Yeah. I think like, uh, comedically it, it is right. like more time to gel. Right. Yeah. Find yeah. like a collective yeah. voice vibe. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe. So, I mean, definitely like from an acting standpoint, but also you're just not like so done right you know all the time right right uh more like ability to actually like i it's just eight hours like i can really push in push right. myself like right yeah i don't know crew wise though what do you what do you think i mean i i heard lots of like i don't know i heard good things from the crew it's interesting as <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> You'd have to ask, like, I feel like you'd have to ask, like, uh, like Joe, our cinematographer, or something. Mm. She always has like a weird. Um, there's always like a like a. Um, I, I actually, you know what? I guess this helps with that. Sometimes there's like a, a disconnect on set where it's like, here's the here's the actors, and then like here's the yeah. G and E team, and then like the, you yeah. don't you don't talk to them, right? Like they're part no, of their, no. yeah, like they're yeah. part of their little right, crew yeah, in there. Yeah. Yeah. You're there, and so maybe there's a bit less of that. Yeah, um, I think it helps with crew. Someone, somebody said it was 
the most fun they've had on a shoot, but I don't know if wow. maybe they just haven't been on enough shoots. <laughs> <laughs> they only do like it was uh, great. crime yeah. films, yeah. <laughs> like true crime yeah. made for TV. Just horrible murder scenes. Yeah. Every horrible murder scenes and everything is always like underneath. Uh, it's always raining. Yeah. <laughs> One question I was going to ask you guys is, is what is the like, like, the the social media game is really strong oh, uh, yeah. on this project. And That's I, true. And and I, I was going to get there, but I wonder if the shorter days helped with that, actually. Were people just more free to, like, oh, take pictures and post and chill? And- I, I'm honestly surprised that Griffin, who's doing our social media, still has photos to post. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but we did, like, yeah, first day first day on set. Um, uh and it's 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 written in the contract too. But first day, I was like, like take just take photos whenever you can. Right. Um, and I mean, everyone will see this soon. But to go along with those photos, there's also like, I mean, now that we're handing in the final version of these projects, ish. Um, it's like there's going to be more more work done in the future. But right. Like there's uh, like so there's hours and hours of like behind the scenes videos. Right, that we have to go through as well. Oh, cool. Um, and I think I think that that added to it as well. Like someone was always going around. We had this camera that like was so old, uh-huh. but that thing has such a long battery life, and yeah. it has like an <laughs> right. internal internal hard drive space right. so that you record for like twelve hours. You just blast away. <laughs> yeah. yeah all so day. We, yeah. so we just like left that lying around on set, and we're like, nice. yeah, like grab it and film something. Cool. That's cool. Um, so I think that like. You kind of democratize the, the the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Cool. it's like we're yeah. all totally. We're all just like living this goofy life for a couple months. Yeah, that's um, cool. Have fun with it. Yeah, I think that comes from like uh, a lot of. Well, maybe not a lot of, but um, quite a few of the people that were working on this project we've worked with before, and and like uh, stuff that Morgan and I and others have done, like when we were just out of high school like in university making like short films right we'd like have a couple people that like maybe didn't even really have a role they were just like hanging out because it was what we'd do with our summers or like time when we weren't in school like let's just make a cool cool. yeah you're hanging out you just happen to be making something yeah and so if you're not doing something then you're on the like behind the scenes camera right and and then it's like more of like uh something that we can like take away other than just the thing that we made it's like also the other thing that we yeah, made yeah, which yeah, is yeah. often the more feels funny like, behind the scenes yeah kind of feels like a home video footage. sort of yeah version totally of it, but so yeah. it's sort of like an enduring legacy of cool. like capture as much of it as you can and uh and i think people really love it and and catch on to it yeah and it's like a creative outlet for the like between shooting goofs and yeah. like nobody's bored you're just like right. doing a lot of like Mostly goofs, right? Um, <laughs> mostly, mostly goofs. Mostly yeah. goofs, yeah. Which some people love, and some people didn't love all the goofs. But there were a lot of goofs. Classic goofs. First Classic AD goofs. does not goofs. care for the goofs. Yes, not here. No, no, no. No Car- goofs. <laughs> from, from Actually, Car- she's like intensely goofy. Car- Carly McTavish was her first. Oh, AD. okay. Yeah, so she's so, the goofiest. So goofy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's maybe probably, the spearhead yeah. of the goofs. She's yeah, spearheading oh, nice. the goofs. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, so. When can people see it, if not this coming private screening? Um, we just 
You can go on Telesoptic right now and see it. <laughs> me, yeah, you can see it. Let me tell you, <laughs> man. You can go don't see it. We don't recommend don't it. Watch that. We, we don't recommend it. You should watch it, but we don't recommend, we recommend it. it. That's the title of this episode. We don't recommend it with the Abracadabra's crew. <laughs> we want you to watch it eventually yeah. when we're pleased. Yeah. yeah. Three we're years from now. Yeah. Or yeah. alternatively, call Telus. Say, hello, I'd like your fastest internet plan, please. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Could you please include Optic TV? <laughs> Uh, fair pluck, fair yeah. pluck. This is this is true. They, I mean, they've never asked us to market their their. No, internet. of course, that's yeah. Then. They should have. Maybe they would. They should. If anything, we should really market their TV, not their internet. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their internet. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like your fastest TV, I have please. And love Telus Internet. It's uh, it's wonderful. I, I hope that they give us money at some point. <laughs> I don't have Telus Internet. Ah. But I don't say that. I have kudos. Yeah, mobile. let's hope they're not listening. Then. <laughs> no one listens to this. The, the, we recommend it, but you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, the root, the the root question. Yes, and when and how we get this no. question all the time, and it sucks to answer. It's when you don't necessarily no. know. I'm sure you want to do oh, big things with it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, I, I'm yeah. Right now, I'm I'm waiting on an email from. Uh, from some of our like project mentor people, the feature version I I think will go through some more some more changes. Um, still, I'm really hoping that we can like get it up to this like uh like beef it up a little bit. Right. Um, the web series version, I think uh, episodes will start coming out in the in the new year. We might even do. Uh, like like in January, even okay. um, right. like first couple weeks great, of great. January. Um, cool. Nice, and then go weekly from there. Awesome. Uh, we might even because the pilot is already out and the new pilot is kind of the same thing. We might even do like a early release of just the pilot episode, but I don't know yet. I'm not sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll see. Um, I don't know how many episodes did it end up being. Was the plan six, or did it become more or less? Well, so it was six twenty minutes, and then it became. Uh, was it even six? I don't know if it was six twenty minutes. Because that's one hundred twenty minutes, and you're down yeah. below eighty five now. <laughs> yeah, maybe, right. maybe it was four. Maybe it was four twenty minute episodes. Right, okay, we lost a lot of footage. There was <laughs> we wrote we wrote nine episodes, uh, and then one of them we didn't shoot at all right. in the end. So that we might do some of that for this right. feature one, okay, cool. or maybe not. I don't know. It's all, <laughs> all right. I, I'm not sure, but it's uh, it's eight episodes now. Okay, uh, uh, ten minutes each, or just shy. It's, of? it's a it's a wild. Yeah, very, oh, that's cool. That's like a good way to do it. I like eight that. to fifteen. Yeah, however long <laughs> not, you need to tell that story. Yeah, yeah, the the scripts I will say are all twelve pages long. Okay, cool. But the the episode length varies a lot, right. um, and I think it, part of that's because it is like the show is like so character driven right so like some episodes they're like going all over the place and like a whole bunch of things are happening but then there's a couple episodes where like almost the entire episode is just like one con- like important conversation right. between yeah. characters and i mean um, you know how it is like every actor speaks at a different speed so right. like depending on who's the most important character you get like either a really Fast episode, right. just based on yeah. pace of speech, and, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. Um, as is regular. Um, 
And then, you know, if you got a slow talker, then there's your 15. <laughs> right. Nice. So maybe just more more scenes with the slow talkers. Yeah, if you if you, you want to fill time, that's a good tip. I can talk slower, too. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you beef it up. Like I was going like to ask if do that now for this. <laughs> right, at, right at the end of the podcast. Let's slow everything down and add a couple, a couple extra minutes. Um, okay. Well, what, where, where should people go? What's the, what's the, the call to action right now? At least the call to action, I think, is just like the name of the show on whatever your preferred social media platform is. Really cool. Because uh, we've got it going on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. and then it'll start when it actually releases. It'll be YouTube, I think. Um, that could be a lie. Yeah. But you'll know if you're following on social media. Yeah. If you're following us on any of those other sites, you'll know. Right. Right. Cool. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Anything else we should cover before uh, any burning uh, topics that we missed? Follow. Well, we're in the middle of the story, right? So it's like, yeah, I want to see yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I don't know. We'll be we'll be done season two of the show, um, but obviously send us info and we'll share it with the audience if if we can. And uh, uh, otherwise, people can follow along on on social media. Did you get all yeah, the sure. like abracadavers on all platforms like the dot com and everything? Uh, it's abracadavers. The website's abracadavers dot tv. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, which maybe now there's a feature version is. Dot movies. Yeah, dot, <laughs> dot, dot, film. Dot, film. <laughs> dot film, yeah. Uh, no, but I think it's like the only one that, weirdly, the only one that we actually have like the true ab- abracadabra averages on Instagram, oh, which yeah. I feel like would have yeah. been, been the first to go. Yeah. Yeah, no know. doubt. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's abracadabra's web on, oh, man, I don't even know these, abracadabra's web on Twitter, and I think it's abracadabra's. I, I wasn't trying to quiz you. I was just like, oh no. I, I would think that maybe you would get it because it's a it's a unique, it's a unique word. Yeah. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the but yeah. That's too bad. No, Crazy people, that someone else it up. thought yeah. about it before us. Yeah, we yeah. might be beyond that point in time now where you can get anything, like a everything. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't think there's any word that hasn't been invented. Yet. We could probably get .gov still. Maybe we should. Everyone needs a .gov. There's a lot of a lot of government funding, you know. So we really should be a .gov. Well, uh, we will uh, be watching uh, what you guys do with this property uh, as, as it continues. Yeah, and, and congrats uh, on all yeah. that. You know, it's a huge, huge accomplishment just to get something like that made. And thanks to yeah, do yeah, it when you only you. graduated, you know, 27 years ago. That's right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Time has lost all meaning on this episode. Of a bunch of filmmakers in their 60s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we finally reached this point. <laughs> we made it, everyone. You right. heard it here first. Thanks. Great. Yeah. And, and thanks for having us on the podcast. Oh, of course. Thanks for yeah. being here. Thanks, guys. All right. So uh, that is our conversation with Abracadavers, uh, the Abracadavers team. And uh, congrats to them as they head into their sort of. Uh, sort of private screening uh, very soon here. Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure next year. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm sure uh, we'll see that very soon. Absolutely. Yeah. It, that was, that was a really fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, all right. So leading uh, into the news you can use section, uh, we always have our tip from bleeding art industries. And one of the uh, tips, one of the tips, the tip uh, this week is uh, uh, goes like this. Most of us have heard the saying that only certain, uh, the only certainty in life is death and taxes. However, a third certainty is that nothing stays the same. Being, uh. able, <laughs> being able to embrace change, whether it is something small or significant, can make a big difference. 
This was reinforced for me as I watched the recently released documentary, The Great Buster, A Celebration, a fascinating take on the life of Buster Keaton, Mm. one of the 20th century's greatest filmmakers. Keaton was a genius, but after great success during the silent film era, he faced many challenges as the world of filmmaking suddenly changed. The silent films were to be no more. Being able to shift one's focus and trajectory when the world is changing around us is an ego-challenging, fortitude-strengthening process. Being able to let go of the past, embrace change, and move on is one of the most useful things we can learn as filmmakers and as human beings. This, I feel, is like super appropriate for our whole conversation with with Morgan and Jordan just now. Yeah, no doubt. No you doubt. know, we're talking about you know, like changing formats. It happens yeah, all conforming, the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think I can speak for myself and maybe for you too. We're pretty we're pretty um, set on like making feature films, like movies. Yeah. And it's it's a real challenge, at least for me, to pull my head out of that and be like, well, we can make a, you know, a 10 part web series that is also a movie and, and just like adapting to that changing mm-hmm. landscape and, and letting being able to let go of like what the what that classic Hollywood dream was at one time and, and totally. be able to yeah embrace the new version of that. Well, yeah, something I was thinking about today was was just how, you know, not not to. um sort of lessen the the fact that making a film is a huge, massive, challenging accomplishment. Um, but uh, it is easier to make films uh, in this day and age than it was even, you know, 10, 15, 25 years ago. Absolutely. And so, so you look at filmmakers who are like, oh, they made a film and look, they had such great success. But there are way more independent films being made uh, on an annual basis than there were. Uh, back then when that one filmmaker had that success with that one film, it's because, you know, the the market was not flooded in the way that it is, uh, you know, when it comes to Netflix. So, uh, and, and obviously other streaming platforms. So anyway, it's, uh, it's important, I think, yeah, to, to, to go where the puck is going and, and, and see, uh, how you can, you know, integrate into the coming, uh, technological changes and, and viewing the way viewing habits change. And just between recording here, you were talking about AR and, and, uh, how important that is. And, and, there, you know, I think there's still work to be done around finding what that, what that is, but, you know, making sure that we're all preparing and thinking about, about the, you know, these new ways that people will be experiencing entertainment is important. Yeah. Did you just make a sports metaphor? Uh, well, it's actually a Wayne Gretzky quote. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm tripping up on this this whole sports <laughs> thing that you're. Be where the puck is going, the great one. I mean, that's uh, that you know, with, without being yes, I, I I think we covered a little bit that I've been paying a lot more attention to the Oilers lately, uh, which is weird for me. But uh, that's a, you know, that's a that's a, a quote that I love, regardless of being a sports fan. Is you know you it, it, that's that's how he succeeded. He he went to where he thought the puck was going, and that's a good lesson in life. And something about the shots you don't take and missing. And, yes, and skating fast is good too. This, this is true. true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all it's 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 good to keep in mind. Um, and it's you know it's easy to think that you're heading in the right direction, but sometimes the direction itself needs to change. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks, Bleeding Art, as always, for the tip. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the, it's so funny because they're sponsors of the show, but they never really promote themselves. Um, but you should check sure. out Bleeding Art Industries. They're amazing. Yeah. Aren't they having like a – yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it because aren't they doing like a – I saw them make a post on Facebook about how they had done the um, – I don't know if we talked about the fact that um, One Hit Die had a big screening. Um uh, of, I, I think the the what's it called the devouring dungeon yes. uh, 
And of course, Bleeding Art did a, a bunch of uh, wonderful props and set deck and, and cool, yeah. uh, funky things for that. Yeah. And so uh, they're selling some of the items from uh, season three uh, of One Hit Die, the Devouring Dungeon. Um, and uh, there's this amazing, they use this picture of this incredible man-eating couch, with, which is a couch that they've turned well, turned into like having a mouth under the cushions, which looks terrifying and super cool. Uh, you cannot buy that, though. But if you go to their website um, at shopbleedingartindustries.com, you can check out a bunch of props from the show and uh, and buy them. Have your own little piece of uh, one hit die. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so some upcoming deadlines. The CSAF and Imaginative uh, are having their fifth annual mentorship program. They're, they've got a call open for applicants in Alberta. If you're an emerging indigenous media artist living in Alberta with a great idea for a five-minute short film, you can apply. The successful applicant will be provided with a full CSIF membership and be eligible to enroll in any training workshop offered during their winter and spring 2019 calendar of workshops. Um, and of course, this program itself uh, allows you to explore filmmaking through workshops, equipment, and facilities, shoot it, edit your short film, and then see it play on the big screen at the 20th anniversary Imaginative Film and Media Arts Festival in Toronto uh, in October of next year. You also be paired with CSAF's staff who can help you through the process. Uh, it's super cool. Um, successful applicant will receive a $1,000 bursary for a commission fee and towards production costs. Lots of stuff um, to know about it, but the deadline for submission um, is right after the holidays, Monday, January 7th by 5 p.m. I encourage you to click the link in the show notes for more information. Uh, you know, we were talking about the Stinger Awards a lot lately. Um, Edmonton's sort of in incarnation of a festival just for their members is called FavaFest, if you haven't heard of it. And uh, submissions are now open for the 2019 uh, FavaFest. Uh, two different sort of selections of... Uh, is there a party going on over there, Scott? What's happening? Uh, it's dog food. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, two, two different things to apply for. If you've got completed work, uh, you can submit for awards of excellence. And if you have upcoming work or work you'd like to create... There are grants available, uh, which, uh, they, you know, Fav has been doing for a long time. Um, one of them is actually a friend of mine uh, growing up, uh, the uh, Alex Thomas Haig Award, who um, passed away. And there's, so there's an award for, uh, uh, you know, emerging filmmakers through, in his name, um, as well as uh, the Helen Folkman Award, which is uh, for documentary. So uh, some funding available uh, and also some awards available for completed work. Now, if you'd like to submit, uh, you do need to be a member, I, I, I believe. Uh, in fact, I'm fairly certain. Um, and so, of course, you need to have your uh, your membership dues paid. And uh, then uh, once you have that that done, uh, you can do that by emailing membership at fava.ca, by the way. And uh, then you can apply for the Awards of Excellence uh, by January 7th. Um, at, at midnight is the deadline for that. And then for the production awards, gr the grants that's due January 14th by midnight. So, uh, check out the link in the show notes for more information on that. Ampia has just announced that they are uh, accepting entries for the 45th annual Alberta film intelligent awards, colloquially known as the Rosies submissions are due on January 16th. And the event will be held on Saturday, April 27th, 2019 uh, at Edmonton's Shaw Conference Center. So if you have a project that you are hoping to submit, probably about time to get started on that application. 
And we've uh, we've mentioned it a few times. The deadlines are, are coming up uh, for the FAVA POV scholarship. So this is uh, for for sort of people in uh, underrepresented uh, groups, uh, minorities, and and the like. Uh, you are uh, eligible for. Uh, a scholarship that includes a free one-year membership uh, to FAVA, as well as uh, tuition paid for one of three different uh, possible media arts programs that FAVA puts on, Intro to Screenwriting, Main Course, and Video Kitchen. Um, And you can check out the link in the show notes to uh, apply to that. The Telefilm Talent to Watch program is coming up as it does every year. And this year... um SAIT uh, is also a, a kind of a filter partner organization as well as the CSIF in Calgary and FABA up in Edmonton. This is a great chance um, to get some funding for your first feature film or narrative web, web project uh, as an emerging talent. A lot, of, uh, a lot of changes to the guidelines, nothing massive, but some definitely some good stuff to know. Uh, formerly, this is called the micro-budget program, Matt and I talk about it a lot because that was the source of money that allowed us to make, in plain view, our first movie. So if this is kind of something, a dream of yours, uh, it's a great place to get started. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to belabor how much there is to know about it because there's just so much, but I would encourage you to click the link in the show notes or visit telefilm.ca and find out more about the Telefilm Talent to Watch program. But those... Uh, the application to Telefilm from these filter organizations or their partners is due uh, February 18th. So I would imagine that any of these partner organizations will have uh, deadlines that are much sooner than that. So I'd be sure to uh, get started on your application probably now or, or last month if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is Christmas party time. Um, and uh, as we record this, the, uh, sort of combined Christmas party in, uh, for sort of media organizations in Calgary, uh, it's, it's M media CSF and quick draw is happening uh, tonight, December uh, 14th at 7 PM at inner city brewing. Uh, so there's a link in the show notes. If you happen to, I don't know if this podcast is going to be out in time for you, this to be valuable to you, but, uh, stop listening and go to the party. Hopefully we see you there. Uh, the Fava holiday hangout is happening December 19th, uh, 4 PM to 6 PM. Um, don't have a link for that, but, uh, I'm sure if you check out the Fava social media, you can find more information about that. I believe it happens at their location. And then the Edmonton screen, uh, media holiday party. This one's a big one. A lot of different organizations involved yeah. in this, but it's happening Thursday, December 20th from 4 PM to 8 PM happening at the Yellowhead brewery, uh, with some live music, uh, some, some snacks and, uh, drinks and a cash bar. Uh, and you do need to get a ticket uh, on uh, online, uh, and so I think you, you'll have to look through Ampia's social presence or their website to to find that. But it's Ampia, it's the Edmonton Screen Industries office, uh, it's Actor Alberta, it's DGC Alberta, uh, Teamsters, Edmonton Arts Council, Alberta Treasury Branch. There's a bank in here too, um, Film and Video Arts Society of Alberta, Fava, and uh, Doc Alberta, uh, and the Interactive Association of Alberta. That's a new one for me. We're gonna have to explore. Yeah, I want to find out what that is. Um, women in Film and Television, Alberta, as well. So all of those organizations are sort of combined uh, celebrating that. So it'll be a good, uh, good networking uh, event if you're looking to meet people in uh, different organizations. Absolutely. Uh, there's a really fun screening coming up. Uh, the Metro Cinema in Edmonton is going to be screening uh, a 35 millimeter screening of the Alberta Made Christmas Gem and multiple Rosie Award winner called Solitaire. This is from the early 90s. Uh, the director, Francis Damberger, will be in attendance for this. Uh, it's a matinee presentation on December 23rd at 3.30 p.m. 
And it's a story of youthful enthusiasm and broken dreams chronicling one Christmas Eve in the lives of three people. And when you arrive, just say, Ampia sent me at the box office for the special $5 attendance rate. Oh, nice. Yeah, super fun. There's a link uh, to more information uh, at, at, in the show notes or go to metrocinema.org uh, for more information about that screening. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. We all we all know, hopefully, about uh, Story Summit um, and sort of as a, uh, a, a I don't know, uh, inspired by or as part of that, uh, this, this new program called uh, Story Studio has been born another another um, partnership between the Banff Center and Ampia, just as the Story Summit is. This is a uh, a program uh, presented in partnership with the government of Alberta. Born out of Story Summit, this two and a half day program addresses new approaches to storytelling, innovating uh, with technology, business models for media content, and more. It's an immersive experience aimed at post secondary students and high uh, and sorry entry level producers and craftspeople including hands-on workshops and master classes in pitching, directing, and other aspects of filmmaking. Uh, they are looking for applications for this program right now, and the deadline for that is February 13th, my birthday. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, it runs until March 9th. Uh, sorry, starts on March 9th. It uh, goes until the 11th. Um, you have to get to the BAMP Center by March 8th, uh, so make sure that you have uh, that availability if you want to participate. And there's a link in the show notes if you'd like to apply. This is super cool. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm really excited to hear more about this because mm-hmm. it just kind of crossed our desk with their newsletter this morning. And I, right. I'm super curious. Yeah, I want to know more. Yeah. Faba, has, uh, Faba has two workshops coming up. One is an intro to Adobe After Effects. It's happening Saturday, January 19th from 2 to 5 p.m. It's 40 bucks for members, 50 bucks for non-members. Um, After Effects is an animation software um, for for kind of basic animation or super advanced ultra cool animation uh definitely something to know if you're wanting to get into the post-production world um you can call fava at 780-429-1671 to register they're also doing an intro to screenwriting this is happening on uh saturdays from february 9th to april 13th and it is uh 435 dollars i'm not sure how many classes that is but it must be 10 or more um and it's an opportunity to develop your short or feature film script or one-hour teleplay in an intense but supportive workshop setting. This class will focus on crafting the concept and structure of your story and will provide feedback on your evolving scripts. Participants are encouraged to enter the class with a short outline uh, or first draft of the idea they wish to develop. Good cool. opportunities there to learn some stuff uh, up in Edmonton. Nice. Uh, sorry, I, I totally messed up the order there, but no, that's fine. <laughs> I, I jumped ahead. I was so excited about stories. I am excited about this story studio thing too. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. Yes. Uh, so what's going on? What's shooting? It's it's almost the holiday break, but yeah, and uh, you know we, we know tenfold the the big Disney feature is uh, is in town, and but they are actually taking a break, which is nice uh, over the holidays here. Uh, their their sort of last day and. Uh, before a hiatus here was yesterday, uh, the 13th, and then they'll be starting back up uh, January 19th, and then going all the way until uh, Valentine's Day. So um, that's been a really great... uh, That's the day after your birthday. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, The Secret History of the Wild West is also still shooting um, and will be going until April 26th, which is cool. Okay, we've come to the part of our show where we uh, give recommendations out. Yes. And yes, always the fun part. I'm ready this time. <laughs> no, oh, nice. <laughs> um, it's a little bit of a tip uh, towards what's coming next week. 
we we had uh, a conversation with Damien Petty from IATSE to talk about this new um, kind of government conversation initiative that uh, you know it kind of it started with this blog that uh, a blog post that Damien wrote. Um, and I think it's perceived as a bit of an IATSE initiative, but it's, it's really not, it's, it's designed to be inclusive and it's designed to be this grassroots, um, uh, you know, coming together of the industry to discuss how do we present our industry to government? How do we, uh, convince the, you know, the right people at the right time that the film industry is an economic industry. It's not just cultural and, and, you know, to get the government to support it. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on and, and I would encourage our listeners to, uh, get involved, even, even if it's just in a small way, even if it's just signing up to be on this mailing list, um, or come, come to these meetings. There's another one happening in January. Um, and you know, I think it's time we're, we're finding ourselves uniquely positioned. Uh, we'll talk about all this next week, but in the meantime, I would encourage you to send an email to Sarah McKenzie. She works um, at IATSE, but the email address is Alberta Film Industry AC at gmail.com. AC stands for Action Committee. Um, and just let her know that you're interested in being kept up to date on what's going on with this committee uh, and if there's any meetings, and uh, she'll add you to, to that list. Um, yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say about this now because there's a full hour long discussion about it next week. Right. All right. Cool. Um, I am going to recommend. I had all that time and uh, I am not ready. You just um, listened to my sweet, sweet voice. That's, that's right. I was. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm listening to uh, a podcast I like a lot right now. I you know it's it's a Canadian podcast from a filmmaker named David Rigid. Um, and it's on CBC's podcast network, um, called someone knows something. And I have to say season one of the show was, was tough. Um, Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) I gave up, I gave up on that show. Like like seven episodes in (laughs) completely understandable. Uh, cause (laughs) they're like, let's you powered through. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I can't Um, believe you. But it was like, let's get the coldest of cold cases. And it's like, you know what? That is just too far. Uh, in the past to sort of have any sort of um, pings of moments of interest. Um, there just wasn't anything that kind of cropped up in that case. Season two was, uh, was, was much more interesting, I thought. And season three is, uh, is actually about um, a couple of um, uh, black gentlemen who were murdered by the Ku Klux Klan in Mississippi uh, in the sixties. So um, Can I skip season one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, it's pretty intense and I, I don't know, honestly, like I'm a little confused by CBC. Like I thought CBC was like playing it pretty safe, but there are situations in this podcast where like, they're like, let's create a confrontation where like the cert- one of the, one of the victim's brothers is being put in this really confrontational situation, uh, with someone who was accused of, of sort of being a member of the Ku Klux Klan at the time. And, um, shit. Which, yeah, uh, to be honest, felt a little um, exploitative. But, uh, you know, I, I suppose that, that that person wanted to have that moment. Um, and it didn't end up being anything terrifying. But, I mean, damn, someday somebody's going to have a gun and one of these situations isn't going to go so well. So, uh, But, uh, you know, I, I suppose uh, it's interesting to see that C- CBC is uh, maybe uh, changing course a little bit. Or maybe that was just the filmmakers. I don't know. I, it, it just it just struck me as, well, that's, that's odd for cbc you'd think they would be a little more um uh vanilla but they right. weren't yeah perhaps going 
something uh, uh yeah but and it also brings up the idea of like well is this being manufactured anyway it's 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 a good podcast um that's just sort of an interesting uh piece of it but um yeah i enjoyed it and uh been doing some driving so i got uh, got a lot of the uh a lot of time into that podcast and uh, so it's been on my mind cool oh my god i've, I've already thought of my recommendation for next week oh <laughs> uh, i'm the bomb um oh. <laughs> i'm gonna tell you now i'll tell you next week Right. sounds good well uh that's it that's all for this week um yes thank you as always to briar for putting the news together for us every week she scours the internet uh and it really saves our butts for sure so we have something to talk about chad who does the sweet sweet music uh and he's been on the podcast you should just do brit who does the graphic design uh design kind of the the artwork that you're seeing when you listen to the podcast and seth who uh cuts the podcast together we couldn't do it without any of you folks so thanks for being part of the team um so- those are all Alberta filmmakers, and we hope that if you're listening, you consider yourself an Alberta filmmaker too, um, and and don't have too much imposter syndrome. And by that, we mean that you you know, we welcome everyone to be part of this community. You don't need to, you don't need to ask permission to do it. Um, and this podcast is meant for you. So if you're listening, it's it's meant for you, but it's also supposed to be about you. So if you have something to share, if you're doing something, if you're filming something, if you've got a job opening, um, or you're just looking for help on a project. Or, you know, you really like to workshop, you want to give someone a shout out, we really encourage you to reach out to us uh, and we will share it with the community. I don't think we've said no yet. Yeah. I think of something, but yeah, unless it's, unless it's crazy. Um, yeah, we're happy to share it. So, uh, and of course, if we've got anything wrong or we mispronounced a name or we missed something that's really important, just let us know. How can they reach out to us, Matt? Uh, best way is email hello at abfilmcast.ca and you can also connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud at, at abfilmcast we're also on iTunes and Spotify and uh, if you could give us some good ratings there I think we already went through this but you can't rate on Spotify, right? is that what we discovered? No, you can't, but I think you can follow it on Spotify oh, okay, oh yeah, you can subscribe there of course yeah, and, exactly uh, on iTunes, five stars there helps us out uh, a huge amount. So uh, big thanks to all of our sponsors, um, including the Alberta Post-Produ- Post-Production Association, who uh, has a message for you right after this conversation uh, we're ending. But before, uh, well, after you listen to that, actually, you're better at this. You always do this. I, I've ruined it. I know. We, we switched it up. You're doing <laughs> after, really well. After you listen to that message from APA, go oh. make something. Oh, I think we got it. I think we do, too. <laughs> The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.